this is Brain Cookies, and I'm Abigail Horton. And I'm Joseph, and this is a podcast where twice a week we present ideas, facts, or um, questions to each other, and we talk about those, and we hope that you'll enjoy us talking about those um, ideas, or questions, <laughs> or anything like that. So today we're going to be talking about, well, what's yours, Abigail? I'm going to be talking about vegetarianism, especially because we've already passed the onset of the year and people need to still be considering these lifestyle choices not only because they're important but also because there's not always positive effects from lifestyle choices like Uh, vegetarianism and then you said you were going to discuss something about not eating i was going to discuss about intermittent fasting which is not not eating it's basically just an eating regiment um for people who want to eat what they like to eat um i think that's the biggest misconception about it is that you'll just, like, be able to gobble down whatever you want. I want to know about the weight loss connected with... Well, I, I've been doing it for about four weeks. So you are an adherent. Well, not, like... I wouldn't... I think it might be five weeks. This Monday. Okay, I'm going to rub it in. So, yeah. Uh, we're going to take a really quick break. I know that wasn't much of a recording, but we're going to take a little break. And then we're, we will be right back with you um, to go over intermittent fasting and then uh, vegetarianism (laughs) (laughs) being a vegetable (laughs) (laughs) that's not nice hi guys and we're back um so i'm going to be talking about intermittent fasting and i'm going to start this out is with a quote and the person's name i don't really know how to pronounce (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to try to make a fool of myself by saying it. Um, but they said, hunger is the first element of self-discipline. If you can control what you eat and drink, you can control everything else. I think there's some flaws to that, but I think it's a good quote. It's powerful. I mean, if you think about eating, think about food, that's one of the most intrinsic elements of your day. Mm -hmm. If you can manage that, you're off to a good start. Um, so as humans... We like to eat for energy, um, for entertainment, for all of those things. Um, but the problem is we tend to do it mindlessly. And it's resulted in 39.8% of all adults aged 20 and over being obese, um, which is not healthy. And it's not just overweight, um, which is very easy to be in the category of. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, just for clarification, I'm pretty sure that when it comes to body mass index, overweight is considered 25 and over, and then obese is like 29 and up. Mm-hmm, so it's quite it's significant. Yeah. Um, so this is clearly a big issue. Um, and a lot of people, the problem is a lot of people will resort to diets that they cannot continue. Um, that's one of the things that we're going to be talking about is whether intermittent fasting is sustainable Mm. and you can continue throughout the rest of your life. Um, but this entire weight thing has become a ballooning epidemic. Um, Nice. And we, the problem is we, they tend to, people tend to either choose to, like they go and they do tons of cardio and then they eat whatever they want to eat and they, or they um they do pretty well on diets and they don't do any cardio and they stop after two weeks you know mm, what I mean? mm. um and the problem is people don't see changes as quick as they want to 
And I think that's the biggest problem with, well, not problem, but biggest problem with humans. Um, impatience. <laughs> yeah, impatience. Same thing with working out. You want to be, you want to see differences. Yes. Um, which is not the case. Not the way that's going to happen. So intermittent fasting is um, a, a regiment for when you eat. So the idea is, wait, let me grab a different page. So low key, I think it's interesting while while we're on the topic of, you know, things taking a long time to show results. When we start talking about vegetarianism, I think you guys are going to be surprised in the way that it doesn't take a long time to see results. But some of those <coughs> results aren't necessarily positive. And mm-hmm. I, I want to see what the negative side effects are for intermittent fasting. Because I think, I mean, I would hope that most people have a pretty good grasp on what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, the big thing is that um, the the whole three meals and like so right now most Americans eating patterns is three meals and snacks mm-hmm. so you have three meals and you snack before you go to bed usually snack between um, lunch and sup I mean yeah lunch and dinner yeah or whatever you supper I don't I if don't you're care. a sup person whatever um, you do and the thing is that um, one person said just because it's a um, uh, dietary practice that our ancestors had in the past does not mean A, it was something that was beneficial, and B, it was something that we should return to because it would be good for us today. Mm. And that's talking about intermittent fasting. Well, and I, I, I as, a, as a support for intermittent fasting? Well, as a con. As, mm. like, you know, okay, before... We didn't know, have food. If you're hunter-gatherer, you yeah. eat a huge meal, and you probably wait over 24 hours before you get your food again. Yeah, and the problem is, is that was also because of lack of food. People say that, you know, you're going to do intermittent fasting, and you're starving your body. That's not the right term, because none of us have ever experienced, like, being starved or anything similar. Mm. I mean, well, some of us might have. This, this is this is not a slam against any of oh, our yeah. listeners who might be experiencing extreme hunger. I will say, one in five children goes hungry every night, and it's not a pretty thing. And so. I am one of those children. Uh, no, I lay in my bed and have lunch now. <laughs> I think about how I can't eat in another three hours. <laughs> but there's about there's about six different ways of like intermittent fasting. Um, we are, cannot go through all these. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, no, it's really, it'll be really quick. Um, so 16-8 is a method. This is the most popular way, way I think, um, um, is the most prevalent one. Hmm. Um, and it means that you s- fast for 16 hours in a day. Probably skip breakfast. Yeah, well, basically. you. So if I ate, um, well, you, you fast for um, 16 hours and you eat for another eight. Hmm. So if I ate... Um, the last last night, and I stopped at eight. Then I wouldn't be able to eat until twelve today. Okay. Um. So basically, it just cuts out a lot of snacking, um, and then it also cuts out breakfast. Yeah. Um. So that's the one I've been doing. Um. And I'll talk about the results in a little bit. The next method is um, the five-two method. It's where you um, eat regularly for five days, and then you fast for two days. Okay. Um, usually those days aren't complete fasts. You usually want to eat five to, um, 500 to 600 calories. But essentially yeah. a fast. Um, and then um, there is a 
a really a another method that's very similar, um, which is called the eat stop eat method, um, where you do a twenty four hour fast two days a week. So it it's just it's, you pick your days. Yeah, you pick your days, and they're more separate. Mm. They're not right next to each other, which I could understand. Um, it's been widely used for the past couple of years, and it was made popular by a fitness expert called Brad Pillion. I don't know if that's how you exactly spell his Brad Bullion Cube over here. <laughs> hey, that's not nice. Okay. For all the um, listeners... For all the whose at- last names are Bullion Cube, we're so sorry. There's another uh, way of intermittent fasting called alternate day fasting, which is really similar to um, where you fast or eat 300 to 400 calories every other day, um, which is much more difficult yeah the other one i'm just yeah yeah for sure because i i think that especially americans and i don't know where else they would have a better concept of it because i i don't think any nation is so calorie obsessed as america is but regardless i don't think we have a concept of calories in general mm-hmm. and when it comes to chips an amount even. yeah an amount of calories you take a couple handfuls of chips and you've reached your 400 calorie limit for a day so yeah. I think that intermittent fasting must force you to not only educate yourself, yourself, yourself on your body's functions, but also on food and calorie content. Yeah, um, I think the the issue is that we look at the back of packages, and we'll look at the serving size, and we'll be like, okay, that's not that terrible mm-hmm. for me. But Have the, six serving yeah, sizes. Yeah, exactly. We're not realizing about how much we're eating. Yeah. Um. And so all those are all those types of intermittent fasting are pretty hard. Mm-hmm. The um, next method for fasting is called the warrior's diet. In this plan, uh, you fast for 20 hours, only eating small pieces of raw fruit and boiled eggs. So like probably one boiled egg and mm-hmm. a couple pieces of fruit. And then um, you get to like eat like really largely feast, they say, for four hours. Mm-hmm. So you so it's basically 24. That's mm-hmm. the method. Gotcha. Um, this is. This method was like this method is one of the hardest methods because you're consistent yeah for 7 days. There's no like okay, for this day I can just be crazy, you yeah. know what I mean? Um and so that one is really popular in terms of like losing weight really really quickly. Uh-huh. Um and I obvi- obviously all of these um intermittent fasting methods have to be paired with exercise yes. and calories. I, and I mean not calories. And, um, what's the word? Cardio. Cardio. Cardio is exercise. Um, yeah, I know. I'm just saying, next like, question. Just, just kidding. And then there's, uh, <laughs> the last one is spontaneous meal skipping, mm. um, which is what it sounds like. Mm. You just skip meals whenever. Um, so it's kind of like, it's not at all like 16 8. Yep. It's not half as consistent, but it's, if you just skip a meal a day, that's kind of what you feel like. But the only problem is that, with that is if you're like, and today I feel like breakfast, then you'll feel like lunch. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Um, and there's not a regimented time of what you can eat. Okay, blah, 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 plans, plans, plans. What have you seen from so this? So I did, I've done 16-8, um, and I lost eight pounds. That's impressive, um, especially within the span of five weeks. But I gained two pounds back. So I, but technically I've lost six pounds. Okay. Um, which I mean is pretty good yes. in terms of a month. Usually you're expected to lose like a pound a week. Well, and I mean, roughly though, that is a pound a week. Mm-hmm. And 
I know a lot of people that struggle to lose a pound a month. So. Yeah. So, which is, which I'm pretty happy with. But the problem was I've seen, at first I was losing about two pounds a, a week. But the problem with that was once the quarantine started, I can't go to the gym anymore. Mm. It's not like I was doing cardio. But even that, even, that well, was... And there are huge things to be said for weight training, which yeah. I know there's been some discussion on the mm-hmm. podcast before about, but for sure. For so sure. That, that's been my experience. Um, so the, the pros of this, I've kind of, that's been the entire thing so far. Mm-hmm. But the pros of it is um, usually you get to, usually you get to eat what you want to eat more often. Um, you don't have to cut out an entire food group you mean as a dieting approach. yeah um like you, you're not doing no carbs or anything of course intermittent fasting can be paired with any diet mm-hmm. which is what is so cool about it is that if you're doing keto if you want to lose fat quicker then you could do intermittent fasting mm-hmm. um but the cons i would say are um i know that me and you have talked about this before when you're in your your fasting period and you want to do something spontaneous, mm-hmm. like you just want to go out and do something like that. Yeah. Um, you can do that, but it really messes you up. Yeah. Um, in terms of your scheduling and stuff, since it's not about what you eat, um, so much, it's so if you go out, you c- and it's and it's in your fasting period, you don't eat. Yeah. I mean, it's not like okay, I'll choose a healthier option. Yeah. Which it can get to be annoying. I can imagine, and I I also think that tying back and I think we're also going to discuss this a little bit later but tying back to that whole concept of you know it does it it's not what can I eat what's healthier mm-hmm. I can't eat anything on the flip side of that when you can eat there also are no limitations unless it's combined with another diet so exactly. wow I haven't eaten for 17 hours I'm going to go into the kitchen open up the fridge you know open yeah, up the cabinet exactly. pull out my six pack of little debbies and go to town because yeah. i haven't eaten and i'm hungry and you you justify yourself doing that because, because you, you haven't, haven't eaten yeah, for the past exactly and what i've been realizing is the difference between the 168 and the 24 one um those two regiments are is huge because that 4 hours if you think about it if you go to lunch and you eat you know another half of a sandwich and a ton more chips compared to what you'd regularly eat, you're intaking your breakfast calories. And I I feel like that's gone on in my brain while you were talking. I was thinking, okay, not only are we limiting ourselves schedule-wise, we're also fitting more food into a smaller amount of time, which for me is unattractive just because of the way I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel pressured to eat now because I'm going to be thinking six hours down the road when I'm starving because it's dinner time. You know, I, I don't want to have to plan that way, and I think I feel better in general uh-huh. eating smaller meals throughout the day than I do eating one, you know, huge feast because I yeah. haven't eaten in 20 hours. Well, the thing is, but that's the nice thing about the 24 method is since you're condensing, you have to intake you're, you're technically you're not supposed to create a big huge calorie deficit mm-hmm. um it's more the fact that you're allowing your body to eat your fat you know what yeah I mean? yeah um and so the 24 method is really good because you have four hours and you want to intake that many calories but you want to intake it the biggest biggest thing is that you want to intake it with good things yeah um like you know even peanut butter it's not necessarily um like it, it's not in terms of, like, how much fat there is in it, if you're looking out for fat, it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. But that's way better than 
you know, large. Well, and then that comes to your micros and macros, balancing mm-hmm. your carbs, balancing your fats, balancing your proteins. Which is knowing... not what you want to hear when you're doing intermittent fasting. Uh, exactly. And I, that's why I, 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 I know it's an individual choice. Um, but to me, you know, having the evidence laid out there and the options laid out there, maybe, maybe, you know, guys, it's quarantine. Cut off all your hair. And if you want to try intermittent fasting, do it because now is the time you don't got anywhere to go. When your schedule starts picking up, then you're going to be like, okay, I got to mesh this with my actual life. But I, I also think it's, it's a practical um, thing because I was going to talk about is it sustainable? Mm-hmm. I think yes, completely. Because well, um, you're living proof, spe- especially because of sixteen eight. Um, that one's completely sustainable mm-hmm. unless you go to a job where you're extreme. It's extremely physical work, and you have to have something in you before. Um, but there's also d- always different options for that. You know, like you could have supper, mm-hmm. or something like that, um, which is usually our biggest meal. So that's usually not the best idea. Right before you go to bed. Yeah. But I think that um, all over overall. Intermittent all fasting, over. all over. <laughs> um, intermittent fasting is good for people who have less self control, but you mm. shouldn't. Well, actually, it takes a lot of self control not to eat, but that's easier than like going to breakfast and being like, okay, I'm gonna have one egg. Yeah. Yes. Or like, I'm gonna have a plate of spinach. Yeah. Um. Any okay, if you're going to breakfast and wanting a plate of spinach, you need help, bro. Yeah. But um. I think it's really practical for people who want to eat, you know, chips and stuff, Mm -hmm. but you still have to watch it. I don't think it's practical for people who are like, man, I'm going to do intermittent fasting so I can eat more. You know what I mean? That should never be your approach. And which honestly, as a, as a health element, as a health lifestyle is probably unlikely. Yeah. I would imagine that people are going to approach intermittent fasting probably is for weight loss that's that's my guess and I, and I don't think I think the biggest thing why people are uncomfortable with intermittent fasting is because it's new I mean it hasn't been there's not thousands of studies as far as I know on it um, because I mean it was recently manufactured so that's basically it for me in terms of intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more questions about it? Not that I can answer them. No, I I think you you really summed it up and you hit on the important things. You know, it's it's good to give your body time to to flush and to digest mm-hmm. and to you know start using some of that stored fat that you have in your body already. But if you're not intaking healthy foods, if you're not being conscious of what you're what you're doing with your mm-hmm. day and yeah. how it fits into your schedule, then it it's really up to you and what you make it. Sounds yeah, like. honestly, since whenever, when I started this this whole entire intermittent fasting thing, it's really helped me be conscious of when I eat and what I eat. Mm. Not that it's changed what I eat, but in terms of when I eat, you're aware of it. Um, you're waiting because, for twelve o'clock. Well, well, no, not necessarily though, because I realized that, uh, you know, a big reason why we eat. Is to sat is just because we want to, and also to satisfy others. And I think that's that's one of the interesting things about intermittent fasting is changing not what you eat, but the times at which you eat mm-hmm. helps you realize what a social construct meals are. Yeah, you it's know? crazy. And noon or twelve thirty, one o'clock rolls around. People have lunch. People are yeah. hungry, but people have lunch. So I think that to 
to stir up your worldview to help you become more aware of when you're actually hungry, maybe. Yeah. But personally, I don't think I could implement it in my life. There's just too many limitations, yeah. I think. No, I, I totally understand that. But, I mean, like what you were saying, the crazy part to me is that I feel like a lot of times we eat for others people, other person's, other people's satisfaction. Mm. Because we want them either to... Um, enjoy what we've made them like in terms of food we mm-hmm. haven't made the person um, <laughs> that's not kind of weird I made you <laughs> or, you know you go out to lunch or you're in the cafeteria or anything like that and you sit down and it's awkward for them to be eating and you not to eat mm. and I think the biggest thing the nice thing about intermittent fasting is that it encourages you to eat when you're hungry um, and if you're hungry then don't eat you know what I mean at a specific time. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Self-control. Of, so it kind of runs the game. Learn when you're hungry, but then don't eat then. True. Well, not really. Kind of. Well, we're going to take a small break <laughs> and get off this weird subject um, that it has turned into. Um, although it's been kind of interesting. Um, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about vegetarianism. Being a vegetable. To Abigail's. That's mean. <laughs> That's gonna be our new like our new quote. That's mean. That's mean. You got all the people out there. <laughs> if you're a vegetable, I'm so sorry. guys and we're back to talk about vegetarianism hey i i pronounced it right um so abigail you can go ahead okay so like i said at the onset this topic came into mind for two main reasons one of them being it's not the beginning of the year anymore but it is the beginning of a new month it's april 3rd which is crazy we're already on the second fourth the second quarter of this year just trucking along not in a very great place but I mean, we're, we're at the beginning of April. And, and, and this kind of came into my brain because for February, I, I try to stop eating meat. I'm doing this thing where every month I do a new challenge. In January, I tried to write a journal entry every day. In February, I tried to cut out meat. In March, I was going to try to start waking up earlier. And then this whole coronavirus stuff started happening. And I, I that one kind of went out the window. Yeah, that but really for, stopped you from waking up early. It did. It prevent, It held me down. But uh, this, this month, I'm focusing on getting some more um, active time and exercise just to, to make those small changes in a month and then see, you know, if that's something I want to implement. So using that as a launching pad, April... <sighs> April, I'm, you know, focusing on exercise, but in February, I tried essentially becoming a vegetarian for a month. And when I was... We're not talking about veganism, which is a completely... Vegan, and and we'll touch on that when we talk about some of the effects of vegetarianism, but um, I didn't want to talk about what vegetarianism is, because everybody has their own opinion of what it is. I didn't want to talk about, you know... Is it good or is it bad? Because everybody has their own opinion on that. What I really wanted to do was talk about a couple articles I read from Bustle and Newsweek, which discuss some of the pros and cons of vegetarianism. Because we assume vegetables? Awesome. I hope we assume that, guys. I hope we assume that. I do not assume that. But 
there actually are some cons, and I think it's important to take those into consideration when you're considering this lifestyle. So I'm just going to start spewing some facts at y'all, and I'm going to talk about if I've experienced them or not. Um, from the onset, even though we're not defining vegetarianism because that's sort of a you thing, you define yeah. it, it's obvious that people are going to do it for different reasons. You have ethical reasons you're concerned about. Uh, wildlife, you're concerned about the environment, you're concerned about carbon footprints and such. You have things like your health, you know, you're concerned about heart disease, you're concerned about cancer, or religious reasons. Some mm -hmm. people cut out specific types of meats because it conflicts with their re re religious views. <laughs> religious views or something political they might, they might adhere to. But, so, I looked up some articles, I put down some facts. The first comment that people had about vegetarianism was the possibility that it might boost energy and i'm gonna say that it did not boost my energy they make you I, like more sluggish i i felt sluggish especially at the onset now as i as i got used to it and i found ways to subsidize my diet with things that were better mm -hmm. um i think it boosted it but initially i felt fatigued and i think that's when you need to start thinking okay what gave me energy? Well, protein from meat. How am I replacing it? True. I also think that's similar with any kind of different food regimen that you a start. A diet change for yeah. sure. Because your body, your body hasn't yeah. adjusted to it. Another thing people said was that it did cause initial fatigue for them. So you have that initial sort of dip and then a boost in your energy, mm -hmm. which I would say definitely I got the initial fatigue, but then it was hard for me to build back up that. And I'm going to say this. A lot of people don't agree with it. I'm just going to say it. Protein is hard. If you're not eating meat, protein is hard. Mm -hmm. You have your beans, you have your spinach, occasionally you have your eggs, but that's a really bad source of unhealthy fat. I mean, we're talking about a lot of cholesterol there because of the yellow of the egg. So you need to balance that. And people will say, no, it's super easy. It's really easy to get your proteins. Nuts? Although nuts are pretty good. Nuts Although they're are expensive. Fat. Nuts are fat. Oh, really? Yes. I, th I thought they were protein. No, pri primarily nuts are fat. Okay. So you can, you can, you know, you can do your spinach, which is a pretty good source. You can do your eggs. But when you cut out that protein, in my opinion, I think initial fatigue is because of uh -huh. a lack of protein. Yeah. And Which is not good when you're um, working out, especially. Absolutely. Because you need to and have something to build muscle. Not saying that you can't get protein, but and, it's harder to get it. For, it's probably cheaper, too. I was going to say, I, th I think that's... That's one of those things where you have to consider, okay, if I'm not getting enough protein, if I'm getting fatigued, what other areas of my lifestyle is this going to mess up? And it's not only the protein that we're struggling to get. Calcium, unless you're eating dairy, can mm -hmm. be very, very difficult to get. And I think sometimes people think calcium, okay, milk. And if you're not eating dairy, which is veganism, when you uh -huh. cut out all animal products, it can be a big struggle. You're also going to have an issue getting iron. Um... And, I mean, spinach, obviously, spinach is the golden food, but iron's an issue. Vitamin C can be an issue. Vitamin D can be an issue. Omega-3s can be an issue. So when you start cutting out these meats, you have to you, think of that. You need it's to consider the foods that you're not eating anymore yeah. and be like, okay, am I going to have to start subsidizing my diets with my diets? My diet with some, you know, outside Source, vitamins yeah. or Go to this, the expensive section of the store and buy yeah. my little fancy kale, you know, yeah. whatever it takes to get you at those those levels for your mac micros and macros. And I know that you can just, like, buy a carton of egg whites, but trust me, they look disgusting. Like, Nobody my brother got them that. one time. Yuck. That's, well, I mean, I mean I it's basically little, okay. just pure protein. Okay, side note. I knew a little kid 
So, so I used to do uh, bus trips with these residential students, right? And there was this little kid who had just gone to Walmart with his family and then gets in the bus and we're sitting next to each other. Kid is freaking adorable, but also a complete brat. Um, he pulls two boiled eggs out of his backpack in this little bag. Oh, no. And did he start eating them? He totally did. Oh. But he didn't eat the yellow part. And he was like, do you want this? And I was like, what are you talking about, sir? And he's like, come on, it's normal. Tons of people don't eat the yellow part of the egg. They just eat the white. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, A, I didn't eat lunch. I'm kind of hungry. B, his hands are really dirty, and he's been rolling this little yellow around in his hands for a while. Oh, <laughs> <yuck>. <laughs> and C, why did people only start eating egg whites? I thought that was the only health nuts. But long story short, I ate it. Tasted oh, really? like hands. Are you serious? But it wasn't too bad. It's just because that reminds you of that part in the office. Have you ever seen it where like um, Dwight starts peeling his boiled eggs and, and Pam's every, pregnant and everybody and, starts yeah, like exactly bombing all over the office. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's hilarious. But anyways, so there there's some a mix. You get, might get a boost in energy, you might get decreased energy, and you might struggle to get these yeah. other vitamins and minerals in your diet. You also have a reduced risk of breast cancer and heart disease, which I mentioned before. But this comes back to the same thing that we talked about with intermittent fasting. What are you replacing your meats with? Yeah. Because you can be replacing it with sweets. You can be replacing it with fats. You can be replacing it with things that are not good for you. So the assumption is you're replacing these meats with something that is healthy. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're getting your positive effects. Sorry if there's like a, like a little bit of a windy sound. It's because one of it's our soundproofing it's methods... Cu- it's coming down! It's kind of coming down, so I'm going to try to fix that really quick. Okie doke. Well, um, some people mentioned that they thought their skin got clearer and their hair got shinier. I feel that my skin did get clearer, but I also think this has to tie in with your dairy intake. Mm-hmm. If you're intaking a lot of dairy, your skin is not going to get clearer. And I think that's what happens when people try to subsidize their diet and get more protein. They turn to cottage cheese. They yeah. turn to things that are dairy related and they can kind of um, clog up your pores. Um, uh, a negative could be that you eat a lot more eggs. And like we mentioned, there's not necessarily super healthy fats in there. Not everybody's a fan of eggs. You can have them a whole bunch of different ways. I will say I ate a lot of salads because salads are versatile, but salads are also versatile. Versatile, not filling. Well, they can be filling, but they can also be not good for you. Yeah, depending on what you're putting on it. That's salad why salad dressing. I'm a salad. Guys, I, I was just about to say, man, did you eat any chicken salad salads? And I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> no chicken. <laughs> no, and it was it made the salads really boring. And for sometimes it's difficult for I won't say for flavor wise, but Meat, meat adds a lot. Also, in terms of texturally, texture, and, and that's why I, a lot of times, I mean, we're adding not only boiled eggs, but we're adding pickle, we're adding uh, peppers, we're adding something that has a little bit more crunch to it, or something with a little bit more, I don't know, substance. Yeah. Um, a positive, I mean, assuming this is probably why you're gonna look into vegetarianism, is you might lose some weight. Or you might gain some weight. And the reason for that being if you're cutting out meats but you're eating a lot of heavy, fibrous foods, that's gonna that's gonna impact your uh-huh. weight. And I mean if you're looking at the scale as a big as a big focus and you're not necessarily thinking about your health overall, vegetarianism might not be the thing for you. Yeah. Uh, people who are vegetarians do tend to live longer. 
So if you want to continue living in this quarantine, start eating those vegetables, kick out the meat. That well, could be your I go-to. Mean, do you think that any of these things could um, comply with you could eat meat, but you could just eat more vegetables or no? Is that just vegetarianism by definition is not... oh you're oh you're gonna define it oh, oh. I caught you <laughs> uh, okay 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 but I do think I do think within the realm of vegetarianism you usually cut out meats that's kind of in the name yeah it's a focus on getting away from animal based foods primarily through meats and as you get further and further away from animal sourced resources you enter veganism Mm -hmm. um but the reason why i don't want to give a hard and fast definition is because everybody has their own flavor and everybody is valid if you're a vegetarian and you don't eat dairy awesome if you're a vegetarian and you eat you know meat some and and I, i guess you know some vegetarians do they focus on uh you know meat once a week and they'll have fish or they have chicken and they call themselves vegetarians awesome do what you gotta do. The re- the information I'm giving you guys is for people who have cut out meat completely, mm-hmm. but I know that there are some some benefits to continuing to eat, you know, white meat, fish, yeah. those types of things, which are good sources of protein. Uh, a positive: your mood might improve. This is something I will say I did notice, and I definitely had my dip. But overall, after I felt that initial fatigue, I won't say I had more energy, but I felt more alert. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't going to do anything, Yeah. but I felt like I but knew you, what was going on. You know, like, if someone's going to, you know, kill you... Then I, at least I knew what was yeah, going to happen. Yeah, at least you knew it for, like, five minutes. But I, I felt like I didn't feel as <clears throat> as bloated, mm-hmm. as sluggish. Um, Maybe you should start doing this again. That's what <laughs> hey! you seem like right now. Hey! Just kidding. No, um, that's me, bloated and sluggish. <laughs> bloated blum, and blum, sluggish. Blum, blum. No, and <clears throat> it, I will say... Some some people mentioned they felt like it chased it t- changed their taste buds, the way that they tasted food. Um, but, but but but, do be aware, it changes the way you taste food, but it does not change your cravings. I go to a school with very many vegetarians. Almost theater departments, guys. Theater department people are weird. Oh. Almost all of the theater department is either vegan or vegetarian. And I was talking with a vegetarian friend of mine, and I said, Hey, you know, do you still, do you miss meat? And she, the, the bottom line was yes. She said, you know, there's some interesting black bean burgers out there. There's some people who make it pretty well with spices. But the whole point of a black bean burger, I think, should be to be something on its own, not to emulate meat because it's not going to work. She said she, she missed bacon. She was frustrated by the inconvenience of it because you have to find fast food restaurants that have vegetarian yeah. options, um, which is even more difficult if you're you're a vegan or if you have serious allergies. But I think that yes, it will change your cravings. It, no, 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 it won't no, change no. your cravings. <laughs> It'll change the way you taste food, but it, at the end of the day, it's not going to change your cravings. Yeah. Which so don't hold out for that mm. because you could be ten years in and still smell bacon and be like, mm. Yeah. Yummy. I'm not super experienced with these meat substitutes, but I know that some people really like soy meat. Some people really like some of these vegetable or, you know, plant-based substitutes for meat. Yeah. Um, and I don't have anything. I, no have comment. You, did you try any of them? 
No. Most of the, most of my sources for food were coming directly from the school I was attending. Mm-hmm. So when I would go out and branch out and buy something, it typically was not something I would I would make. It was pre prepared. Mm-hmm. So I really want to try one of those impossible whoppers. And and I mean and it has been gaining traction. And I think I think especially because people are arguing it from an environment standpoint. Yeah. So to have it in a, in a fast food restaurant like Burger King is is yeah. exciting. Yeah, it's really cool. Also, I mean, I know that we need to finish really um, pretty soon here, but I was wondering how, how about like coming out of it? How hard was that? Okay, so I I feel like that's I feel like that's another thing where people get misconceptions. You when you've been a vegetarian for a while and I'm not saying I I have the experience, I only did it for a month. Um you do feel full longer. You your bathroom habits will change and you do sleep better. So when you're coming out of that and you eat meat, um, some vegetarians, if they've been doing it for a long time, they have a ton of stomach issues. And I respect that. My friend, Emma, she's been a vegetarian for two years. If she started eating meat, she would have serious stomach issues. Well, I know, uh, you know, Jessica, mm-hmm. well, she was a vegetarian and like she said that getting back into it, you have to be do it really slowly. And I do think that's key. I, I know for me, not eating meat for a month, when I first ate meat, meat I felt really bloated and kind of like yuck but then the convenience of eating meat overtook the negative feelings I got from eating meat so overall in conclusion tons of pros tons of cons tons of different experiences some people love it some people hate it some people can keep it some people just don't see it as sustainable I personally think would I become a vegetarian absolutely I think mm. I think I would. So I think, you would do it again. I think I would. I just think that it would have to happen at a time when I'm more motivated, oh, maybe. Mm, not not necessarily motivated, but aware of what I'm consuming and able to control those those calcium deficits and those those protein yeah. issues. And, and those, now you know those iron sources. And now you know. And now you know. And now you know because you're listening to this podcast that that if you want to try intermittent fasting, it's doable. If you want to try vegetarianism. You need to be aware of possible side effects, but it's possible. And when you're in quarantine, it's a good time to start reevaluating your life. Like we said, guys, it's the beginning of April. It's April 3rd. You guys, we have, I don't know, the rest of this month maybe in uh, quarantine. More than that, I'm guessing. I'm not trying to make any speculations, but I'm, I'm guessing until the end of May. It's definitely, it's definitely plausible. So now start considering what's important to you. Yeah, start considering definitely. your health and what sort of changes you can make to influence your your life now and into the future yeah i think that i i found that what you were saying really really interesting um some of the things drew parallels between intermittent fasting and vegetarianism um i think first one was probably mainly just the beginning of it i didn't experience it very personally but a lot of people said the first three weeks are just terrible because you just feel you always feel hungry I will say uh, my friend, before she went to basic training, had to lose 30 pounds. And the, the quickest way to lose weight oftentimes is not intermittent fasting. It, it's a keto diet where you cut out your carbs so your yeah. body is forced to run on those proteins and fats. And the the fatigue session of keto is intense. I've never personally done a keto diet, but I did cut out carbs for two days to see what it felt like when you were coming at the end of that slope. You have no energy. You feel exhausted and achy and tired. It's almost like a like like a flu or something. Yeah. And uh, man, you eat an apple, you perk right back up. Yeah, it's crazy. True. 
Well, thank you guys for listening to uh, Brain Cookies. Um, we hope that you guys have enjoyed. Um, this is, in case you didn't hear, hopefully, this is the end of the podcast. So, this is Abigail. Um, Howdy. She's going to be doing it on Fridays most of the time, in case, unless there's someone else that, like, not takes her place. Knocks but, me out. No, I mean for, like, a guest. Um, and then Anna's on Tuesdays, and I'm here always, so... Um, we'll see you guys on Tuesday. I'm not sure what we'll be talking about then, but it'll be fun. So, see you guys. Uh, bye. <laughs> I almost said howdy. This podcast was created by Abigail and Joseph Horton in their closet. In their closet? In their closet with Anchor. We hope that you enjoyed it. In their closet.